You already know that Illegal Pete's makes delicious, mission-style Mexican food. But did you know that Illegal Pete's uses its marketing funds to support Colorado creative talent that we love? We support the Denver Diatribe Podcast, the Grolix Comedy Showcase, Rocky Mountain Roller Girls, the Yellow Designs BMX Stunt Team, Apex Movement Parkour Team, the Underground Music Showcase, and more. We even have our own record label, The Greater Than Collective, with albums by The Epilogue, Snake Rattle Rattlesnake, Esme Patterson, Ian Cook, and comedian Ben Roy. And a starving artist program that feeds out-of-town bands traveling in Colorado for free. Illegal Pete's. We're more than just a restaurant. So, let us put our food and music and comedy and sports inside you. Please. Denver, Denver, I'm from Denver, 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 I'm from Denver, 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 Hello and welcome to the Denver Diatribe, a weekly podcast of news, culture, and stuff as it pertains to Denver, Colorado the most lovingly hateful and hatefully loving city between Omaha and Salt Lake. I'm Vanessa Martinez. Joining me today at the Daniels and Fisher Clock Tower, our co-host Josh Johnson. Howdy, Josh. Howdy, howdy. And Ron Doyle. Hello, Ron. Good afternoon. <laughs> is it, what, day, what day is this? Yeah. Hi. <laughs> uh, Ron is also producing this week, and uh, this week marks the Diatribe's 100th episode. It's a milestone for our our weekly podcast, which we celebrated on October 23rd at Illegal Pete's Lodo with a live event that we called the Love and Hate Fest. Um, those of you who listen to the Diatribe regularly know that the uh, Love and Hate Fest is named for our final segment of the podcast in which we go around the table naming our Denver or Colorado-related loves and hates for the week. Um, Ron was our event MC. Ron, you did a fabulous job. Oh, thank you. I didn't feel like I did, but you it was, I did have a good time. Yeah, you it should was get a children's show, I think. <laughs> you think? Yeah, you have a certain energy. I think that would translate well to toddlers. <laughs> I thought the energy was, I mean, I wouldn't have been great. able to My do My toddlers that. disagree. Don't give me shit. It was great. Yeah, well. <laughs> well, they're just tired of it at yeah. this point. You won't use them as references. Yeah. Um, it was a really, it was a, a very, very fun night. It was, uh, uh, our lineup had so many local notables uh, doing their own loves and hates. We also had uh, musicians doing uh, performing one song each of one that they loved and one that they hated, which was kind of an interesting experiment. That we, was super cool. Yeah, I loved it. And uh, we also had uh, we brought in we asked some people to read Yelp reviews or other reviews that they found online. So we had Craigslist, Yelp, and and we also had a, a what was it? TripAdvisor. TripAdvisor, yeah. Was yeah, for 16th Street Mall. Yes, yes. So what we're going to do today for our 100th episode is the three of us are going to uh, curate some of the evening for you. We recorded a lot. It was a three-hour event. We had a lot of guests. We had a lot of uh, guests taping off stage in the back. We're going to play some of those. Um, we're not going to get to everything, so. Uh, we're going to keep some of it for future episodes. Yeah, we'll, we'll plug them in. We'll play them at the end of the episodes along with our own love and hates. We'll, we'll insert. Yeah. Keep it going. Every, everybody will get around eventually. But for now, this is these were our favorites. Right, right, right. Um, I also want to give a shout-out to our two co-hosts who are not here with us today, Joel and Jared. Um, because it's such a, a big episode for us, uh, we need to – I want to give them shout-outs because they are our co-founding Co-host. The old guard. The old guard, yeah. The old dogs. (laughs) 
Good. Uh, they'll be back around, I'm sure, next week or the week after. Um, so we talked a little bit already about the Love and Hate Fest um, uh, origins, but we also had a Love and Hate Fest last year that was our first live event. Yeah, um, and, did. And Ron, that was really, it, it's kind of an anniversary for you because that you were, you were part of that event. You performed, quote unquote, you were on a panel. It was a little bit different of a setup. Yeah, it was, it was my third appearance on the podcast, and then, and then it sort of cemented the, okay, now you're in. Right. Now you can't leave. Well, happy anniversary. Oh, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's very nice. 50 episodes. Holy shit, that's a lot. It is a lot. It is yeah. a lot. And a lot of the people who performed with us uh, have been on the show before. In fact, most of them have, mm -hmm. either in the studio, quote-unquote, with us, or at one of our other live events um, performing there with us. But we did have a couple, well, we had a few, but uh, a couple that we're going to play today who had never been on the show before. Yeah. Uh, one of them, this first one that we're going to hear from, is Timmy Lasley. She is a local comedian. She is with the uh, Ladyface Troupe. And let's give her, let's, she's gonna, actually, let, let, me, let me preface it a little bit. She's reading a Yelp review. So let's give it a listen. Uh, this Yelp review was from Hannah W. Hannah W. was from Windsor, California. She came into our fair city of Denver and gave Barry on, on Broadway's her, her, uh, her Yelp review. So this is, this is it. This is Hannah W. from Windsor, California in Barry's on Broadway. <coughs> okay, I am not one to write a bad review, but this was ridiculous. <laughs> Barry's was fun enough, but when one of my friends got a little too drunk, they were they asked us to leave, which is totally <laughs> fine. I get it, whatever. But when we agreed to leave, to leave, <laughs> it's kind of shitty writing. Sorry, hold on. But when we agreed to leave, but first asked for a blonde bitch of a bartender to give us a glass of water for my friend, she refused. WTF. And I quote, that's illegal. What if she sues us for getting drunk? Hello, she's already fucking drunk because this is a bar. Anything, if anything, the glass of water is going to help her. We did even, <laughs> love this, we had even been super tipping the bartender all night. But super. no, <laughs> she was very unhelpful and pretty rude. And even Barry was a dick. They were at Barry's on Broadway. She had, like, the most quintessential Barry's experience, I feel like. And the doorman was very creepy, hitting on my drunk friend and asking her for relationship advice. Very unprofessional, if you ask me. Welcome to Denver, bitch. I had also made the mistake of walking outside with my drink. All right, I'm sorry. I didn't realize this was a rule and you couldn't walk outside with your drink. But instead of just asking me to go inside, which I happily could have done, they told me that they might have to kick me out. What? It's not like I was super wasted on the sidewalk. Just ask me politely and I will comply. But instead they yelled at me and then glared at me for the rest of the night. This place is cool. But it... But really, it's just filled with a shitload of assholes. <laughs> Don't go there. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Come see Ladyface, 18th, Comedy Works South. See you then. So, yeah, so that's, <laughs> that was Timmy Lasley, again, with Ladyface. So good. 
So awesome. Really, we, I mean, we really took kind of a, a risk with these, with these Yelp reviews because what we wanted to do was emulate the YouTube series, which is, I think, called Real, Real Actors. Actors Read Yelp. Um, and it's really difficult to do on stage. Uh, you know, in those YouTube videos, you clearly have your setup, your, your practice, and, and you've got your music, and, and they set the tone for you. But here, you're, everybody was just on stage in the middle of, of Illegal Pete's with everybody else getting drunk around you. So yeah. um, people, uh, people started paying attention once Sid <laughs> Pink said hand job. Right, which we're, we're going to... Then it was like, <laughs> Burritos down. And Timmy, Timmy killed. I mean, she the did. way I knew she was doing well is the mm. entire line staff at Illegal Pete's was like standing watching her. And there was one of, the, one of the employees that had a ladle full of beans. And the beans were just slowly dropping out of her spoon. <laughs> and she, she was like, wow, what? <laughs> Well, and Timmy did, uh, like I said, we're, we're cutting these. So Timmy did a whole, um, she did a, a set of Love and Hates that uh, if, you, if you go and see her perform, um, are work into uh, some of her comedy sets. So she's really, I saw her at Kinga's. I think both of you guys were there when we saw that. Yeah. She's so good. She's very good. I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, seeing her more coming up. Yes. And uh, another new uh, newbie to the diatribe is uh, another comedian, Nathan Lund who is uh, with the Fine Gentlemen's Club, another local comedy troupe. And they recently, just <clears throat> a few days after our Love and Hate Fest, uh, taped their first live album at Comedy Works. I think yeah. that was last night. It was last night on Halloween night. Yeah. yeah. It sounded like it went really well. Yeah. So props to those guys. Um, let's give uh, – Nathan, Nathan did a full set. We're just going to listen to a, a really small portion of it. So let's give a listen. All right. Hello. Hello, everybody. Hello, people who want to eat a burrito and not listen to me. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. <coughs> Great. My name is Nathan Lund. I have three pounds of pork carnitas inside of me right now, and I love it. Also excited to announce uh, Illegal Pete uh, officially granted amnesty. No longer on the run from the law. Legal Pete, everybody. No longer afraid to vote. He's allowed. Isn't that nice? Um... I have to talk about things I love and hate. I love drinking. Anybody else love drinking? No. 8,000 people at the bar. Nobody enjoys drinking. Um, well, I'll say that I do quite a bit because it helps me to deal with the fact that I hate most people and what they do. We're the worst as a, as a race. Man, a lot of us, huge fuck-ups, evil people. So I love drinking because it, it allows me to be able to, to try and deal with shit like that. I was surprised to find out some people don't drink at all. Did you guys know that? What? They just don't drink and still live on Earth and in America where things are terrible every day. People constantly being stabbed and shot, pushed off of cliffs. Just constantly. Since I've been up here, thousands of people have been murdered. And then some people hear that and like, well, you know, I'm just going to go on with my day. They just... Keep on keeping on somehow. They quote a Bible verse or they just uh, see a pretty flower and they're like, well, you know, there's good in the world too. Not me. I just get hammered. Basically, I drink until the headline says, hooray. <laughs> <laughs> so, again, that was Nathan Lund, Fine Gentleman's Club. Uh, you guys have seen Nathan perform a few times, haven't you? Oh, oh definitely. Tons. Yeah. <coughs> Love him. Um, I, I saw him do a set at the Square Lounge over a year ago that he doesn't remember. 
a set that he doesn't remember. Yeah, it was wasted. Which is and it was it wasn't bits, it was just him rambling. Easily but one it was of, hysterical. Easily so. one of the funniest things I've ever seen uh in Denver is uh Nathan Lund and Sam Talent, who live both together, they're roommates, and they also share a bed. Uh they did Kevin O'Brien's uh arguments and grievances, the comedy debates on codependence versus independence. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. They share a bed? Uh, a I, don't bunk know, bed? I don't know if they still do, but they were for a while. <laughs> That's got to be like the sweatiest stain, sleepiest, sleeping head to toe. I don't want to think about that anymore. I think it's pretty magical. <laughs> I like it. Uh, but before we go into our next um, into our next set, I want to um, share with everybody who's listening that we are always taking loves and hates at our love and hate line, which is. Um, seven two zero two eight two yell. Um, that's Y E L L, and you can always find us, of course, at the Denver Diet at Denver Diatribe dot com, not the Denver Diatribe dot com, Denver Diatribe dot com. Um, we should probably also, just buy that domain name anyway, right? Yeah, so, the, so people can screw it up. We need the the. How about the hyphen? The hyphen. Denver Diatribe. Denver hyphen <laughs> Diatribe. <laughs> you guys make it fun of me instead of Josh. <laughs> A little bit, but... Josh is having a hyphenated <coughs> existential crisis uh, on the <laughs> internet. All right. Anyway, no, no, sorry. Go on. No, and, and also you can find us uh, on Facebook and Twitter at Denver Diatribe. Um, uh, to go back to, the, you know, talking about the people who have been on the show a lot, I, I, I start thinking about how long we've been doing this, which really isn't that long. I mean, two years, but the three of us haven't been doing it that long. Um, it feels like a lot longer for some reason. Feels like sure. forever. Yeah, <laughs> Josh, Josh. When was the first time you did the show? Um, I think it was like twenty episodes in. What did you talk about? You know, it was we we initially started recording. I mean, commonly recorded on Sundays at at Joel's house, and I'm trying to think what it was. Um, I think it was a local author. Mm-hmm. But I, I think that the show's gotten a lot more vibrant since then. It's, I don't know. It's changed. I, I mean, the show has definitely changed. It's definitely grown and evolved. We've sort of got our got our uh, routine down in right. a way that people can handle it. Yeah. Right. Well, Ron coming on, you had a lot to do with that. Yeah, Ron. you were a major uh, infusion of responsibility. Of, <laughs> yeah. Of, of nervous of energy. Having your shit together. <laughs> right. Of nervous energy, just to <laughs> forcing it on everyone else. Well, it, it's made a real... I mean, so many things along the way have made a difference, um, it, especially in the last year, but really the format. If you think about the format of the show... There was really, none. When the, I first yeah. came on, it was totally rambling, and we had the... I pos- don't agree. You know, it, I have to say, the, one of the reasons why I really wanted to be part of the show is because I had listened to every single episode. I, I was a connoisseur of the podcast, and and uh, no, there was they covered three topics. It's just that they didn't... Yeah, how how it went about it was just very loose. It was it was the environment, it was the situation, all that sort of thing. Sure. So, but anyway, the one no. the, the the one thing that's been consistent though is the love and hate segment. It has. That's yeah. that's been the one thing that stayed stayed the same. So it, it's it's kind of you know it's it's kind of worked into our branding, I guess, to use a bad word um, that doesn't really necessarily always fit with the diatribe, but. Um, We've got also, I think a lot of pe- when our guests come on, they look forward to that that part of the, at least our repeat guests. Yeah, the repeat right. guests are definitely a lot more prepared. Some of our new guests are like, what is this about? I don't know. Can I just say I love whatever I came to talk about? Yeah. Can that, I a lot of people that? do that. That's they a do. cop out. It yeah. is a cop out. It yeah, is. Fine. 
You hear that, future guests? <laughs> Cop out. Well, we'll give you a, a few tips on, on how to love and hate later if you do come on the show or if you, or if you decide to leave something at Yale. But um, let's, let's start listening to um, some of the people who have been on the show before. Uh, in fact, the very first guest of the show, which was, I believe, episode eight, was <clears throat> yet another local comedian, uh, somebody that you have, if you pay attention to comedy, have heard of, very established here in Denver, uh, Adam Caton Holland. Let's take a listen. A hundred episodes is a lot of episodes to never make any money, and they still <laughs> just do it. I think that takes a lot of gumption, a lot of heart. I think we can applaud them all for that. But thank you, Ron. I, uh, I want to do a little bit of a, of a love and a hate, if that's cool to close this out. I'd like to love and hate on the gentrification that's happening in my Baker neighborhood that's cool with you guys. I bought a house in Baker about six years ago, and uh, that entitled me to watch as Broadway turned into a sort of new 16th Street Mall type of thing. You could watch all the bars that had any character just ratchet it up to the form of caricature, and you could watch your favorite high dive explode into a hipster theme park, and you could watch Three Kings explode into a punk rock theme park. And then you could go to the Irish Rover and be like, you know what, this is the last refuge where I can still just have an honest drink. And they're like, nope, we're going to have a rooftop patio, and it'll be a slice of Lodo right here in Baker for you, asshole. <laughs> and then you'll be there on a Saturday night, and you'll see girls named Heather and Emily just weeping mascara and tr having their fucking high heels in their hands walking down Broadway being like, fuck Jason, fuck Jason. <laughs> and I hated on it. I hated on it. And I was like, screw these people gentrifying my neighborhood. But you know why I hated on it? Because I lived five blocks off of Broadway. It was safe for me to hate on it. And then the other day, a new restaurant opened up on my block called the Humble Pie Company, you guys. The Humble Pie Company. When I moved into this block, the corner market was a bodega. And I remember waking up one morning, and the police were all on my street because the bodega had been robbed. The Vietnamese guy who ran it had been shot in the face. And the next day he came back with his jaw in a bandage. That's how gangster that bodega was. That bodega now is called the Humble Pie Company. Can you think of a more brazen example of gentrification than a fucking bodega where day laborers bought cigarettes and Mexican kids saved up for bottled Cokes? Now I go there and buy beef short rib pies for $37.50. And here's the fucking thing. I love it. I fucking love it. I don't know if I'm getting lamer or older, but I'm so happy that this is happening on my block. So I guess I'd like to love and hate my own hypocrism. Hippocratic. Hip I'd like to love and hate the seven beers I've had before this. <laughs> and then I'd like to have a rethink, and I'd love and hate my own hypocrisy. But I'd love to love and hate the fact that I'm just a human being that loves some fucking pies. So in conclusion, everyone, thank you to the Denver Diatribe. And come see me at 3rd and Elati for the most delicious, overpriced pies for white people you will ever see in your life. Thank you guys very much. <clears throat> so, uh, any, yeah, Adam, Kate, and Holland. It's, kinda, it's hard not to over, overly or overlove on Adam on the show and the Growlix in general. Mm -hmm. um, we do talk about them a lot. Yeah, and, and I think we're... I'm going to talk about them just a little bit more because big news um, finally 
was made public this week about the Grolic's new video series uh, being picked up by Amazon, and it's maybe they're doing they're doing a pilot. They've been options. They've been options. Right. So they're doing they're doing a pilot, and Amazon has six months to do it or don't do it. Right. Shit or get off the pot. To make do. It's still a really big deal. It sure is. I'm not trying to downplay it. I'm just trying to be accurate. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Because I I would be going around saying that probably because I didn't I didn't read the press release yesterday. (laughs) They're on on NBC. (laughs) They're on NBC. They're right after Community. It's amazing. Those guys with the shoes. Must see TV. (laughs) Must see TV. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Uh, But they're they're taping in Denver. They are filming so. in Denver. They're fa- filming at Manual High School because the poor goddamn high school is so vacant. There's yeah. plenty of empty classrooms to, to make a movie in, to make a show in. And I think that's what that, to me, is what is such a big deal. Because if, and we hope it does get picked up then, uh, you know, we always talk about often, probably too often on the show, um, all of the, the movies and anything that's television that's shot here is somebody coming in from elsewhere, at least anything that really gets a big you know, uh, it, that gets a lot of attention. It's always them Galdern Furners. Yes. Coming in. Coming in. And they, I mean, they might have a casting call for extras, you know, but they, they it's, did. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's not like, no, we're, we're talking about other films. Right. Like, oh, right. like when, uh, right. the Lone Ranger came to town, they did their casting call for extras. Right. And they, I mean, they might, you, you know, they like to use our scenery and then, and then just leave. Right. But this is, I mean, this is going to be produced by the Nix brothers. We're talking about fully like, a lot of local production for the, ma- the majority of it is local production. Right. So, um, kudos guys. Uh, good luck to you. Looking forward to, to seeing that. And if you want to see, uh, Grelix, uh, online right now, you can watch their Grelix series at funny or Uh, I want to say one more time on the blog post for this episode, we are going to be listing links to all of the performers we're listening today, as well as the ones who are not going to make the curated cut, so that you can find more information about um, about them and where to find them and how to uh, go and see their events. Um, our next, uh, I'm going to move along next to um, something Josh referenced earlier. It's another reading. This one from Sid Pink, who has also been on the show before. Um, and this is a, a Craigslist listing that actually my brother found. I put my, I asked my brother to do a little bit of research for us, and he found some real gems on Craigslist. And that, uh, I, I want to make sure that I give him credit for it. But this one was just really, um, and, and I got to pick it for Sid. So I, Will I think you explain who Sid Pink is? Oh, Sid Pink. Ron. Yeah, Sid, Sid Pink is a local uh, phenomena. I don't, I don't, I don't personality? know. Personality? He's a local personality. He emcees a lot of events. He makes music. He makes movies. Uh, he makes movies uh, as part of the Mims Brothers. Uh, he's he's a man about town, but he's an eccentric character, and I you know he embraces that and brings it on. And when he showed up, he di- he didn't know what he wanted to do, and so Vanessa pulled out the juiciest, <laughs> <laughs> the juiciest morsel in the bag, and and dangled it in front of him, and he bit. So God bless him for that. Hand job at Twenty Four Hour Fitness M Four W. Thank you for the conversation, flirtation, and brief fondle in the steam room today. Hmm. That may be the strangest thing I've ever written, but it was delightful. I know you're married, and I respect your choice not to share your name, but we'll probably see each other again, and I don't want it to be awkward. You know, for a guy who doesn't want it to be awkward, he's... Uh, 
undertaken the hand job and then wrote about it publicly. So the guy knows awkward. But if you pretend not to know me, I guess I understand. I'm pretending not to know him in my mind right now. Dad. All right. I was on. I made that up. I made it up. My dad's dead. I was honest when you asked if I was single. And I was coy when you asked something else. The answer is 10.5. So I think she was like, what grade did you complete? And he was like, 10.5. And then they were talking about SAT score. I don't know. I, I'm, I'm an imaginer. You know, that's what I imagine. Skip a line to break. I'd love to have a cup of coffee and chat and laugh about it all. And also, you know, fuck it out, I think. Is what, I mean, he didn't say that, but <coughs> if he just wanted to have coffee and laugh about it all, he could do that with his brother. So, anyway. And anyone else, <laughs> and anyone else reading this, so this is me and now all of you, know not to completion in a public steam room. Please, for fuck's sake. He tells us, I'm a little freaky, but not gross. Um, good, good. I was worried that he might be gross for just a second there. And then, um, just real quick underneath, there's uh, a comment from someone who I don't think uh, was the partner saying, why doesn't anything like this ever happen at my gym? LOL, that's hot, and I'm a gal. So, <laughs> point being, if you're in a steam room with somebody, and you want to get a glass So, that was Sid. I, I, I didn't realize there was a comment under that, but... He, he he took it upon himself to read it. Uh, the other thing that it's you have to it's, Sid is so physical too on stage, or he at least he was with this. So uh, even just his look. Yeah, his look exactly. Yeah, his his image. So uh, yeah, kind of picture John Waters. Yeah. Yeah. Lo lounge lizard, lounge lizardy John Waters, yeah. lizardy John Waters vampire exactly. sort of character. Yeah. So we're gonna bring another uh, lady back into the mis uh, mix. Uh, Erica Grossman, who has also been on the show various times, she debated Ron in our first Love and Hate she Fest. She did. We, did. we debated about uh, the web scene in Denver. Yeah. It was, <laughs> it was really, they were set up for, it, it wasn't fair. It really wasn't, <laughs> it really wasn't a fair topic to give them. But, but they both did a great job. Um, Erica's wonderful. She is a local freelance writer. She works for examiner.com. Um, she wrote her own uh, love-hate kind of, combination for us. It's very good. Uh, we're going to give Erica a listen right now. And ugly and scary that thing is. Which is why I am here today to give Blucifer some love. Yes, he may look <laughs> yes, he may look like something that was airbrushed onto a t-shirt during a 1995 spring break trip to South Padre Island. But he also happens to be a total badass and dare I say a little edgy. Did you know that the sculptor was killed by the demon horse? He died. He died after a large section fell on top of him. In other words, the demon horse killed its master. Show a little respect. 
If your art doesn't piss someone off, then maybe you're doing something, then maybe you're not doing it right. People may hate the giant demon horse, but it's done something that a lot of works can't do, which is get people talking. So I will offer some words of advice to people on the other side of the Lucifer Corral. To those who complain about its subject matter, I would like to remind you that this is Broncos country. Raiders suck, Chiefs suck, Chargers suck. To those who complain about his price tag, public art funding is allocated. Learn more about that process and work to change it if you must complain. Also, move to Oklahoma. <laughs> to those who fear him, you should. I hear he eats babies for breakfast and his demon eyes can shoot death beams through airplanes and souls. Also, did I mention that he killed his master? Enjoy your flight. So that was Erica Grossman once again. Uh, Erica Grossman talking about um, Lucifer, the Blue Mustang at DIA. Um, Erica, always thoughtful. Always thoughtful. And um, very prepared. We love you, Erica. Um, next up, we've got Rue Johnson, who is a writer for I Denver Post. She used to be a music writer for Westward. Now she's writing for uh, Denver Post. Yeah, thank you for clarifying. I mean, we got that right in our, our uh, in our press release, but I I didn't know that. So when I talked to her, yeah, that when night, she mentioned it that night, I was like, "What the what? Yeah, what the what? The what <laughs> what happened to Westward? Yeah, um, Rue is also a member of the uh, Lady Wu Tang, who um, perform around town quite a bit, and she is she a member or is she just the organizer behind it? I, I've I've never been quite sure about that. I know, uh, I know I she does. I know she does Rue Palooza. She does like a hip hop night, and I know she's heavily involved in Lady Wu Tang. She's, she's doing this uh, uh, awesome. Uh, she's going to be hosting uh, this awesome uh, election night party next week. Uh, by the time you guys get this, it's probably going to be too late. But uh, it's, it's in it's in Love and Hate. I think I don't know. We I I'm trying to remember. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Let's let's take a listen. Oh, and thank you for having me. Love these guys. Um, I thought about just coming up here and talking extensively about all the things I hate, but um, I don't know that we have enough time for that. I am creative enough to tell you about every single thing that I hate, though, but just to kind of give you an idea. Um, real quick, I hate eggs. I hate eggs. I despise eggs so much. My mother said that when I was a child, I actually used to rake them behind the chair, so I've never actually had an egg. I once broke up with a man because I could not fathom putting his penis into my mouth after I watched how he ate his eggs. <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> Speaking of penises, this is I really also hate khaki pants. Today. I'm enjoying this a second time around. Death to khaki pants in all forms, especially khaki pants on men. I love penises. I think they're awesome. If there were a penis in a khaki in, in a pair of khaki pants, that might be the only penis in the world that I turned down. But um, shh. Um, and, uh, you know, rappers who rap over their lyrics. I'm a hip-hop writer, so I go to a lot of shows, and rappers tend to, like, rap on top of their vocals. And it is my opinion that rappers who rap over their lyrics should only be rapping at Christmas time. But I'm, shh, right? <laughs> <laughs> but the real reason I'm here is to love on some really exciting things um, that are happening here in the city. It's been a really long election. We went from Big Bird to, you know, bitches and binders and horses and bayonets, that whole thing. It's been a long one for all of us, and so I'd like to 
love on uh, the fact that there's going to be a really amazing election night party happening over at the living room. It's my favorite wine bar. I'll be there hosting. That also means drinking excessively and watching the numbers come in. You should come by, hang out with us, drink some wine. And if you are lucky, I might slide my hand up your thigh and whisper suggestive voting strategies in your ear. Shout out to the diatribe. I'm Rue Johnson. Thanks, guys. <laughs> Rue's awesome. Oh, I love her. She's Sh also a, a uh, prolific Twitter person. She is a yeah. Twitter machine. Yeah. Tweeting machine. And, and uh, she's been on the, on the podcast uh, several times before. Yep. Uh, in the past. Um, if, if, if you're listening to this and any of these uh, performances, any of these, these outtakes are inspiring love or hate inside of you, please, uh, by all means, call our Google Voice Line seven two zero two eight two yell. We'd love to hear from you. Um, you know you can. Yeah, you know um, we now that we have Illegal Pizza as a sponsor. Ha ha, Adam Caton Holland. We have made a little bit of money. Uh, <laughs> and now that we have them as a sponsor, we do have the, uh, the flexibility to throw out a couple burritos here and there. So if you if you make a good comment, leave it uh, either on our website, leave it on the voicemail line. Um, we'll we'll share it on the air, and you'll probably get free prizes for it. Not That's to great. not to keep selling the voice line, but. Should make it explicitly clear no one's going to answer. Oh, yeah, nobody oh, answers. Like, you don't have to call and have an awkward conversation with someone. You just I, call and leave a message. Yeah, the, nobody is answering. It's just a voicemail line. You just record, and then we download it, and we play it on the air. That's, yeah. It's just that easy. Uh, we like to have uh, your, your name and information, especially if you want to win a prize, but it's also not necessary. So, you know, you can be anonymous if you, if you really want to. Mm -hmm. Um. Okay, so let's get back. The next three we're going to listen to are, um, we're going back to the Yelp reviews. We're going to start with Evan Nix. Actually, it's not a Yelp review. His is a Craigslist review. Uh, Evan is a Craigslist. local uh, filmmaker. Misconnection. King Supers Girl. <laughs> to Aphrodite. You were at the Golden Store this evening. Perfect smile. Black leggings, cute skirt. Looking like you just shook dreams from your hair. <laughs> Amazingly adorable. Absolutely breathtaking. Even if you did have more than 15 items. You have a glow. Crazy, I know, but you do. I couldn't possibly be the only person to notice this. I probably wasn't even the only one to take notice during your short shopping excursion this evening. This evening, excuse me. Impossible to miss. I certainly hope we cross paths again. I always wondered how people find themselves here with a misconnection. <laughs> when the need to post here could have been easily avoided but instead the moment is reduced to a more than likely unsuccessful attempt at regaining a moment an opportunity for the first time I understand how a missed connection can come to be the idea seemed foreign until this evening. Shame on me. 
building character one day at Is a that time. Me? That's you. I know oh, a little God. more now, but it's <laughs> proving to be not enough. Thank you for the free drink tickets. <laughs> uh, Evan nicks everybody and Ron and laughing laughing his laugh. sister. Jesus. Laughing hysterically in the background. Uh, <laughs> I listen to myself on be recorded all the time, and then you, you hear it in certain c circumstances, and you're still like, oh, yeah. It's usually the laughing. My laughing bothers me, too. Um, okay, so next up, we are going to listen to Kevin O'Brien, who we recently had on the show. He is These Things Matter podcast, uh, comedian. There's many other things that he does. That He's I'm everywhere. Right so I have uh, my interpretation of a Yelp review. This is of the Golden Corral in Aurora. By Douglas R. Buffets like this were always my grandparents' favorite places to eat. So they hold a special nostalgic place in my heart. To me as a youth, there was nothing better than a cafeteria-style buffet. Old school Royal Fork being their favorite. And I gotta admit, mine as well. With variations and combinations, I bet this is one of those mathematical food mysteries that I keep hearing about. I was going to use this review to list all the possible combinations, but we'll leave some of the drama surrounding this mystery to your imaginations. Golden Corral. It's always been the standard buffet items. Mac and cheese, mashed taters, rice. Green beans, corn, pot roast, broccoli, and a nicely stocked salad bar, too. They serve some of very nice fresh baked rolls, and have even decided to step it up a notch and have the server bring a nice basket of these rolls directly to your table. I'm waiting on that mind-reading service and can't wait until once I sit down, they bring me two ounces of sirloin hot off the grill. Speaking of sirloin, that's the reason I come here from time to time. They have steak. It's not top-of-the-line steak, but it's still steak. <laughs> Best part is they serve it every night. Hell, I'll usually get me two or three nice chunks of steak and make a little steak sandwiches with the hot, fresh rolls from the salad bar. I gotta admit, everything else is pretty bland and marginally edible, but it meets your expectations for mass-produced cafeteria-style buffet food. <laughs> the desserts are really not much to mention. But they have liberal portions of sprinkles and little gummy bears at the soft-serve ice cream station. And I'll tell you what, that makes the kitties pretty darn happy. Gotta mention it's pretty quick, too. Moderately affordable. And I'm about to share a little tip with you all. The to-go food here is limited at through... <laughs> The to-go food here is limited to four pounds to take home with you. Sometimes I know they frown on this, but I'll go and get close to four pounds of grilled-up sirloin. And for roughly $8 and with tax, got a bunch of red meat to eat for the rest of the week. 
My review of the Golden Corral and Aurora by Douglas R. That was Kevin O'Brien, uh, local comedian and man of many other talents, doing a Yelp review hilariously. What, what everybody missed is me being a dick to Kevin. <laughs> what intro. did you do? You made yeah. an apology about that, and then I, I don't remember, because I was a dick to him, too. Oh, oh no. great. Both of you were? Well, you remember I played the – he got up, so we had this <laughs> cheesy, like, game show-esque music, and I was in charge of that, and he got up, and I let it run for, like, 30 it's seconds. Because, it's, because, it's because I was egging him on. I was giving him a hard time, and you just sort of joined in. You, you, uh, you helped my bullying. Yeah. No, I was just giving him a hard time because uh, he and Taylor Gonda are the uh, co-producers of the These Things Matter podcast here in town, uh, a culture podcast. Uh, about uh, cu- culture autobiography, autobiographically, and uh, yeah, I was I was giving him shit because they're going to win this year at the Westward uh, Web Awards. Yeah, um, they they have to. They're they're a fantastic podcast. I love their show. So this was my my chance to just give him some shit. Me too. I want to be on the show actually. Yeah, me, me too, too, Kevin. Jesus, Kevin. I'm sorry, and I've already emailed you my topic idea for the podcast. We all want to be on your show. I don't think he thinks we're cultured enough. He doesn't. Maybe we're not. We, we're not what cool if we d- if we go on together? Maybe the three of us together with oh, yeah. culture. one culture. <laughs> 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 all right, there you go, Kevin. We've we've upped the ante. Uh, there you go, buddy. Uh, so anyway, yeah, uh, Kevin, I'm sorry. I love you. I really do. Uh, I think Kevin's a great guy, but I had to give him a little hard time. Well, yeah. maybe he'll forgive you. Um, we're uh, one of the things that we did during the sh- during the live show was uh, play all of the theme songs that we've had. Uh, we're not going to do that here because, well, two of them, a lot of people feel very strongly about <laughs> and hate. So not that you know, but for the for the sake of time, uh, Colorado Girls, of course, which was. Uh, inspires real rage inside of me i hate it that much um me and too. then the house's uh song which was what is oh queen, oh city. queen city it's a great song it's just not appropriate for an opener it, it wasn't it's it's a fabulous song and the the pro yeah the problem was it was too slow in the beginning for our opener but if you listen to the entire song it's it's really a, a fabulous the song. song the song is awesome it, it really is but yeah would ma- whenever we would intro to that song whenever we'd fade it out and just kind of it was <laughs> our intro was very NPR sweaty balls. <laughs> Hello and welcome yes. to the Denver. How are you feeling today? <laughs> How are you feeling today, Ron? We had that uh, we good. had that song on with the porn star when we did the porn star too. Yes, we did. Which I think was probably a good thing. Probably better that you toned it down just yeah. a touch. Yeah, yeah. And now, of course, our theme music is from T.J. Miller uh, on, on his. Uh, I'll just give. I'll give the little listing here on his extended play EP. Uh, and that is now that was issued right before the release of the comedy mashup, his new show Which on is Comedy Central. It's yeah. hilarious. Yep. So good. Mash I know Ronnie. Comedy Central is fantastic. I know I you have, gave it some love, but I the, have loved on it. Oh, I just I can't. The Hannibal Burris on the first episode. His, <laughs> I, I can watch it over and over and over again. It's just so good. So I, I'm so happy about that uh, about that show being on. But anyway. Um, one of the things that we decided to do for for the show after um, deciding it was Josh's idea to play all of our songs at some point, but we also invited some musicians, uh, thanks to the help of one of our sponsors, which is the Greater Than Collective. We also uh, gave away uh, many of their CDs. But Josh, this idea for um, for the content that the musicians were responsible for was it came from you. Can you t- can you tell us a little bit about it? Um, <clears throat> well, it was brilliant, by the way. Mm-hmm. One of the coolest things I've seen. Done. Yeah, so, I mean, the, the, the interesting part of it to me was to have a musician play a song they hate. 
Yeah. So because yeah. It, why would you? Yeah. So what? So what we had folks do? You had a musician. We had musicians come on and they played a song they loved and they played and a song they hate. Right. And uh, yeah, I, I've never seen that done before. I've never seen a musician asked to play a song they hate. Right. And and uh, you know and and I guess it's what it is is that you, when you play a cover, of course you love the song, but to play a cover of a song you hate, you're gonna have to manipulate that song in such a way as to make it palatable to yourself play it so yeah you know what i mean which chris from the epilogues had some trouble doing he said that he went through um he was trying to teach himself a jack johnson song and that that and he hates jack johnson yeah <laughs> and and he was just couldn't do it you, you know he was like ah and had to stop so he actually uh brainstormed with his girlfriend uh things they hate and actually wrote a new song comprised of things they hate which is really cool to have you know chris write us a song Let's do a little bit of Chris first. record label they just released their um their full-length ep yeah cinematics yeah. which is really interesting <laughs> because they they've been trying to get this 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 lp forever. out for forever and they they had a lot of major label interest and were sort of yeah so dragged sony along picked them up and then, and then dropped them you know for no good reason really. yeah because the econ the economy <coughs> and the yeah, music well industry not just the economy yeah the industry blows <laughs> so <laughs> so they're better off and i think Chris would probably agree. They're better off. They came back to Denver and went with um, 
you greater know, than greater than collective who can really give them the kind of support they need. And since they have national attention, and, and Rolling Stone kind of exclusively premiered the album on RollingStone.com. Oh, that's cool. So it gives you know it's a good thing. Well, good our thing. yeah, our other musician is uh, was Chella Negro, who is yeah. also a local comedian. She's also with Lady Face. She's not a comedian. She, she's very she, distinct about she's that. She's, she's, a, she's a sketch. She's a sketch artist. Sketch oh. performer. She doesn't do stand up. She doesn't do stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I she's a comedian. She's a comedian. Sorry, she's, words there. she's well, funny. People, yeah. People mince words because sometimes if you if you do oh, sketch uh, comedy, you're a comedian, but if you do stand up, you're a comic. And there and there are some stand up comics who, if you say, "Oh, you do you do improv?" They flip out. They so, do. Yeah. They do Is it fair to say that she's comedic? She's, she's comedic. comedic. She is hilarious. <laughs> she's a hol- she's hilarious. She's a very talented musician. She's a she's a a good hugger. Did you get a hug from Cella? No, but I want one. A hug from Cella is pretty pretty amazing. It's fantastic. It's because of the bosoms. No, honest. no, no. It's not. It's not that. It has nothing to do with that. She's a good. I I have guy friends that are really they're good huggers. They know how to hug. God, this is creeping me out. I'm, s- I'm not <laughs> trying to creep anybody out. I, it's not Cella. It's not like that. I, do you no. need a hug, Ron? Can you just come out and say it? Instead of being passive aggressive, I like no. She gave me a hug and it was great. Chella, but come back and give give us. All, we all want hugs, but Ron Ron might need another one. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we're gonna give a listen to her two songs. She did uh, her the song that she hates is Surfing USA. Beach Boys. Yeah, um, and she, her version of it is killer. It's awesome. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it really. I think you know for for songs that for hate songs, both of these are are songs that I would actually listen to. So. Yeah. If everybody had a notion across the USA, then everybody be surfing like California. See them wearing their baggies, Karachi pants too. Bushy, bushy blonde hair, surfing USA. Catch them down. Guys, I think that's not all the love and hate we have. But um, oh no, there, there was lots more. Yeah, the, the, we're gonna we're gonna leave with some. But um, I do want to do our send offs right now because we're gonna leave listeners with our loves, uh, our a, a few recorded loves and hates from the audience, um, rather than our usual send off. But before that, um, I want to give some thanks to our sponsors, uh, Legal Pete's, the Greater Than Collective, Novo Coffee gave us some great prizes to give away, um, Open Air, uh, which. Josh and I had the pleasure of uh, doing Corey Jones's um, noon hour show, and they are celebrating they their... Just yesterday, they celebrated their one-year anniversary. Yeah, so uh, props to those guys who love, love that station. Um, also want to thank, of course, all of our guests for coming out and our listeners and all of the performers. It was so much fun. Uh, we'll definitely be doing something similar, if not very exactly the same, uh, in the future. Um also want to thank uh, Virgil. Virgil Dickerson at uh, uh, Legal Pete's. Yep. Uh, and all of Illegal Pete's, but especially Virgil. He was really 
He was there. He was in the trenches with us. And And instrumental in getting our musicians booked. And thank you so much, Virgil, for doing that. Ron, any more thank yous you want to, Josh? Just all all the people that showed up, that came out, interacted with us. All the they're not little so so much as as lesser. Uh, That's not right. I don't know what I'm saying. No, (laughs) the the people that showed up. Thank you. It was it was cool to have an audience, and uh, we look forward to seeing seeing you uh, out out and about again versus uh, just wondering who you are. Uh, through the internet. Mm-hmm. Well, and if you'd like to share a little of your own love and hate, please leave us a brief message at 720-282-YELL. Once again, our yell line. Um, our theme music is by TJ Miller from his extended play EP, and our web hosting is provided by bluechannel.com. For more information about Denver Diatribe or any of our guests, check out our website, denverdiatribe.com, or search for Denver Diatribe on Twitter or Facebook. I'm Vanessa Martinez. On behalf of the Denver Diatribe, my co-hosts Ron Doyle, Josh Johnson, Joel Warner, and Jared jacang Mayer. thank you for listening and supporting us throughout our first 100 episodes. We're looking forward to many, many more. And we're going to leave you with uh, some outtakes from our audience loves and hates. Uh, hey, I'm Bruce, and I've got a love and hate. My love is the, uh, the fact that I was personally vilified uh, and derided for about a good five minutes by the Denver Dry Tide podcast because I was the one who called in and left the rather long rambling phone message about hating your theme song, the wimpy Denver theme song, and you spent a good five minutes dragging me through the mud, and then you changed the theme song. So I got to love that. The thing I hate, and this is it's slightly serious, it just I was going to say something funny, but I'm just, I hate the fact that Denver has become the murder capital of the country for the last few months. We had the shootings in Aurora. We've had this horrific incident in the bar, and it's, it's just, it makes me sad. I mean, Denver is not that kind of city. At least I never think of it like that. But um, it's been happening, and that's, and that's too bad. So that's what I hate. So there you go. Hi, my name is Kelsey, and I love Zach Keenitz. He's my boy. And I hate bureaucracy. I also hate SEO. This is a rhyme for the Denver Diatribe. My name is Stephen Mullen. I'm from the Mile High. I love sunsets, the mountains, and all the beauty, but I hate the brown cloud and the smog and the pollution. I love how we have a lot of pot dispensaries, but I hate how now my wallet is always empty. I love hot chocolate chip cookies from Beaver Creek, and I love the burritos that I eat at Illegal Pete's. I love how I can golf and ski in the same day, but I hate how people still say, dude, that's so gay. I love how I can get drunk off only four beers, but I hate how I can be hung over off only four beers. And even though it's hard to breathe in Denver, I love something new every day that I'll remember. Hi, my name is Melanie, and I love the Nuggets super mascot, Rocky. I want to have his babies. All right, hi, my name is David. You know what I hate about Colorado? Actually, I don't hate it about Colorado. I hate it about Denver and Boulder. I hate the bike riders, and I hate the bike riders for the most obvious reason in the world, which is they are terrible people. I only know this because I am close to them, not from the safety of my car where I could hit them if they do something stupid. No, from the insecurity of my own feet walking back and forth to work. I have to dodge bicyclists who feel that they have to go past me as fast as possible in their tight clothes with their ringing bells. I hate them because they're dangerous, inconsiderate people. What they want from cars, they will not give to me, to the pedestrian. They have two basic strategies in dealing with me, the person walking down the sidewalk, which is to go so fast that if they actually hit me, they can hope that I won't get the, a good description of them while I'm laying in pain on the side, or they'll ring their bell. And I hate the bell. Folks, the bell's not polite. 
The bell is the worst thing in the world. The bell tells me one thing. It says, hi, asshole, coming up behind me and wants me to move over so that they can go past me. And B-Cycle is just a gateway drug to being a terrible person. Listen, bike riders, do yourself a favor. Ride on the road with the other machines. Leave the sidewalks to the people who are walking. And at the very least, apologize to me the next time I startle because you came up for me from three miles behind going 50 miles an hour. Thanks a lot, jerk.